Craft Beer Professionals is supported by Robot House. Robot House is a boutique creative agency that collaborates with craft brewers and craft beer industry businesses across the country to build award-winning new and refreshed brands, packaging design that jumps off crowded shelves, and web, social, and marketing campaign creative that communicates your authentic brand story like no one else. We tell your target customers why you give a and the reasons why they should give a about your brand. Robot House discovers brave new worlds by working hand-in-hand with breweries and businesses to push them out of their comfort zone, reveal their most special and unique selling points, and craft all-new brand environments and experiences their customers will be excited to explore. It's like assembling the Marvel Universe, but instead of superheroes, it's beer. Delicious beer. See us at CBP Connects Charleston, December 4th through the 6th, and explore the worlds we've been building for over 20 years at Robot.House. Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm Lauren Middell. I'm Hi, how you doing? And I'm glad to have everybody here. Today, we're going to be talking about, you know, rising costs and how to offset rising costs for um, for, you know, breweries, um, we're all seeing vendor costs rise in every way, you know, inflation is real as we all know. Um, and today we're going to dive into creative solutions with Zimbaldi beer and Blackwater draw brewing company slash O'Bannon's. So quick introductions here, uh, Abigail Malcolm, she's the co-owner and general manager at Zimbaldi beer in Wisconsin, loaded, located just outside of Green Bay. Uh, Abigail has a degree in hospitality management as well as a culinary degree, and she's worked her entire career in the hospitality industry and uh, is passionate about creating welcoming spaces and experiences centered around incredible beer. So thank you, Abigail, for joining us. Thanks for having me. We also have Chris Steele with us. Chris is the owner of Blackwater Draw Brewing Company in Brian, Texas, uh, also O'Bannon's Tap House in College Station, which is fun for me. I actually went to Texas A&M, so uh, uh, nice, to, nice to have someone from uh, College Station, Brian. And Chris, I appreciate you making the time to talk with us today as well. Yeah, no problem. All right, so we're going to jump into it. Um, and if you guys have any questions or anything, please feel free to throw them up in the comments. We'll get to uh, ones that we can, but we've got a full agenda here as well. Um, Want to just jump right into, you know, rising stats and rising costs and would love to hear thoughts from uh, you two on, you know, where this has most affected you and your brewery. And maybe we can start with you, Abigail. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we opened our brewery, which is right outside of Green Bay, Wisconsin, in a little village called Alloway. Um, Green Bay is a really compact town. We can see Lambeau Field from the roof of the brewery. So, um, so we're pretty much in Green Bay. Uh, but yeah, rising costs. So we opened in 2020, seven weeks before the pandemic shut us down, not in the business plan. Um, but since 2020, we've seen an increase in pretty much everything. Um, ingredient costs, packaging costs, merch, shipping has been huge. So, I mean, everything comes, you know, on a flatbed truck and gets delivered. So it's been about 10 to 15% kind of across the board, um, increase in pricing. Got it. And Chris, how about yourself? Yeah, uh, exactly what she said. And I see it on both sides because uh, we have the brewing company, so we get all the raw ingredients, you know, all those costs. 
but also on the retail side, not just our tap room, but we also own uh, a pub that sells 75 different craft beers. So we, we, we see it on, uh, you know, the shipping charges and everything, but also deliveries to the, the pub that we're buying from other breweries and distributors. So prices are going up across the board for, for everybody. And what's been your, um, what have been your tactics? Maybe starting with just price increases overall, have you raised your prices in, uh, in your brewery and how's that been perceived by your customers? How's that going over? Yeah, uh, we, we have raised prices uh, at both locations. We, we are always leery to do it because you don't, you know, you don't want to make your customers mad. But, you know, I think in today's climate, the way everything's going, I, I think you, you have to, want, one, raise your prices. But I think most people do understand. I mean, it's everywhere they go. They go to the gas station. They go to the grocery store. They go out to eat at a restaurant. Everything's more expensive. And for the most part, I think customers expect that now. Yeah. Abigail, anything you would add to that? No, I mean, we took a, you know, a case increase on our case prices that we're selling to distributors. So now our six packs cost more in stores, but so does everybody else's. Like Chris said, I mean, everybody's kind of doing the same thing. And I think the consumer expects a small increase because they're also shopping, you know, at grocery stores and out to eat. And so everything's a bit more expensive these days for sure. That's definitely been messaging we've heard from our customer base as a whole as well. And, um, very consistent with our, with our customers across the country. It's not any one particular geography. It's everybody. Um, what else? What about other creative solutions you're using to help you balance between, you know, rising vendor costs and, you know, being fair to yourselves and covering your costs? Yeah, I mean, I guess I can speak to it. Uh, I mean, we've just been shopping around. Uh, so we've renegotiated hop contracts and malt contracts. I mean, from ingredients to we've got new people doing our merch, new people doing our stickers. I mean, somebody comes to you and says, you know, for your bottle labels, they can do it for 20% cheaper. We're going to at least entertain it where, you know, three years ago we were happy with our sticker guy and it was fine and he was a buddy, but now it's like, you can give me a discount. That sounds great. So, I mean, everything from ingredients to our snow removal is currently on my list this week to reprice out and make sure that we're getting a good deal on snow removal. So, I mean, everything is on the table to shop for a better price and still keep quality high. Yeah. Makes sense. Chris, anything you'd add to that? I uh, just, you know, watching, uh, changing specials around in our tap room, trying to figure out different ways to, to bring people in to where we can still give uh, a good discount on something or something to get them in the door. But we're not losing as much money as if, you know, before with prices going up. So just kind of trying to find creative ways to, you know, we're already kind of on a lower profit margin and in the brewery side than on the, on the retail side. So uh, our, our pub makes a lot more profit, you know, per beer than the brewery does. So uh, we're always trying to find better ways, especially on the brewery side to, to increase profit. So including with our shopping around, um, dual pricing. So we've uh, honestly, everything is on the table. So we got an email about this dual pricing that arrived as launching and we're entertaining any and all. And it definitely piqued our interest when that email came into the inbox. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say that the dual pricing was something that I looked at for, I've been thinking about that for a couple of years. I, I'd seen other places do it and, and, uh, 
it was just something I was always kind of scared to pull the trigger on because nobody else in my area was doing that. Uh, we started off with price raising or, you know, say raising prices. And what we noticed is like on certain things, we raised the prices an entire dollar like per beer, per pint. Uh, and nobody said a word. Nobody even noticed. Uh, I will say that when we did the dual pricing, we put the, the men, that, that credit card pricing on the menu. So instead of saying, you know, $6, it would say $6.30. And there we got a couple of comments, not very many, probably only two or three. Uh, and, and like one guy said, oh, man, inflation must have hit you guys hard. But that was the only comment, you know, that he made. But 99.9% of the other customers haven't, haven't said a word. Well, let, let's dive deeper into that. I'd love to hear from both of you, you know, what were your initial thoughts of dual pricing? What were your initial concerns? Um, and then what did you find after rolling it out? Like what, what proved to be true? What proved not to be true? Um, you know, I, I had conversations with both of you before rolling it out and <clears throat> love to hear just more about just your experience, um, both in the decision-making process early, like, did you want to do it? Did you not want to do it? Why didn't you want to do it? Why did you want to do it? What were your concerns? What were fears? And then what actually played out? Maybe yeah. start with sure thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we got the email and talked about dual pricing and nobody wants to leave a couple grand on the table every month. So we were interested. But I mean, like Chris said, we're in a small market, so we weren't quite sure. We really wanted to dig into it. Um, so jumped on a call, got the figures. It looked like it would be a good deal. Um, our team was super hesitant um, being on the front lines. They were nervous that, yes, we're going to flip out and not enjoy it. I mean, nobody likes to pay more for anything um, and have that so in their face. Uh, we do have our credit card prices on our menu uh, from Untap that's on, uh, you know, printed and hanging um, in our tap room. And then it's on every table as well. And then we just have a big sign that says cash discount given at the register. We figured people enjoy uh, the savings and knowing that they're going to get a deal. Um, but yeah, so we're we're very much in, in middle America, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, um, and not a lot of other places were doing it. Uh, lots of places have gone card only with a big uprising um, around our stadium district, but we thought we'd kind of dip our toe in and see how our, our market played out. We, um, it's, a, you know, it, our POS has obviously arrived, so it was super simple to implement. Our team was super nervous, but it was literally, you know, we sh shared a text message to let the team know, threw up a couple of flyers and some verbiage in the back, letting people know how to explain this to the customers. But our, our staff definitely felt like they were going in for battle the first weekend. Everybody was nervous. My husband and I, the owners, were on site as backup and literally nothing happened. Yeah. And I probably should take a step back. So I, I don't want to assume that everybody on the, the webinar is familiar with dual pricing, what it is and you know, why we developed it. So let me just give a brief background of it. A lot of people might have seen or uh, heard of surcharging, some way of passing on credit card processing fees to guests. Uh, dual pricing is the way that we found most people are moving towards for various reasons. Um, surcharging, you can't, you can't surcharge debit cards. And most people, 50% of the cards you process, sometimes more, are debit cards. So if you do surcharging, you're leaving a lot of money uh, on the table. Um, also, different states have different rules around surcharging and those change. Some states don't allow it at all. Some do, but it's only capped to a certain amount and those things are changing. Whereas dual pricing, which is essentially you offer a 
cash price and then a non-cash price that encompasses everything. So credit, debit, whatever, you can charge a higher price. Um, so that's, that's, I think, the reason why the industry is moving more towards dual pricing than a, a, a surcharge. So we developed the dual pricing program to make it really easy to roll this out, adjust all your prices. Um, so just want to make sure people knew the background on what dual pricing is. It's a way to pass on your credit card processing costs to guests. Um, the, the other feedback we had, which I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts of, you know, live in the field and uh, working with customers, but we had heard that some people perceived surcharging as just another fee, like a line item fee at the back, and they didn't like it. Whereas dual pricing was seen more as a choice. You can you can pay the cash price, and or if you want to pay with a credit card or debit card, you pay a little bit more. How's it, how's it been with guests? What you know? Do are many saying anything? If so, you know, what do they say? And, and what's been your? I guess two questions would be: What's been your experience with guests, and are they commenting about this? And if you do have guests that don't understand it or question in a way that's kind of like, why are you doing this to me? What's, what's been your response? We, we put on the menu uh, at the bottom. So you have all the listed credit card prices for each item you're buying. And at the bottom, we put on there, you know, 4% or 5%, whatever you're doing, 5% cash discount. And, and so people can see that on the menu. If they ask, we say, yep, you know, you get, you save 5% if you pay cash nobody's really said a word. Some customers remember that and they are regulars. They come back and they just make sure they pay cash every time. Um, in a sense, then they're, they feel like they're getting their, a good discount. Um, and that's actually, you know, going back to why we did it. Uh, if there's anybody watching this, you know, so we, we live in, we're, we're in a college town and, and most of our customer base is, is a young, uh, you know, 21 to maybe 24, year old crowd at, at our businesses. And uh, a lot of them are kind of coming in, going, coming in, going. They're, they're going place to place, bar hopping, if you will. Um, and they don't open tabs. So if they're not opening a tab and they're coming up and let's say they order three beers, but they swipe their credit card every single time, you, know, you might be paying that swipe fee three different times versus only once if they were to open the tab. And that was just killing us. Um, and that, that was a major drive for why we chose to, to try this out. And I think after, I think I talked to you, uh, Lauren, you had emailed me after we kicked it off and it was, it's been very, very successful for us. And, and there's no customers have, they, they seem to appreciate the fact that they can do a cash payment uh, and get a discount. So it is, like you said, a, a good choice for them to have, but we've, we've had almost zero negative feedback from it. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the same. We, like I said, we were ready to have people just lose it about it and nobody said anything. And Wisconsin's still pretty old school. I mean, about 25% of our sales are cash. I mean, Wisconsin taverns are kind of a thing and like people still walk in on a Friday night and put down 50 bucks and that's the drinking money. Mm -hmm. And when it's gone, it's gone. And whatever's left is the bartender's tip. So like, it's a pretty it's a little bit old school here. So we thought that people were really going to freak out. And like Chris said, people were really jazzed that they were getting a discount if they used cash because people still carry cash where my friends in larger cities, not everybody has still got cash on them. Um, but yeah, so they, people think that they're getting, getting a deal if they're paying with cash or people who like me, I never have cash on me. I don't care. 
it's what it is and it's a convenience fee. I pay it for concert tickets. I pay it when I go out to eat. I mean, it just, it doesn't really impact my spending at all. So I feel like passing it along to consumer, but still giving them a choice, I feel like is really the key in spinning it into a positive. You get a deal if you pay in cash or you pay a convenience, you know, you, you absorb that fee that we as a business are paying to have you use a card here. Yep. Makes sense. I remember from talking to both of you early on, you were, you were both at different points in that decision process. Chris, I think you had already come to the conclusion you wanted to do it. Um, and we're asking for it for a while. And Abigail, I think you were a, a little more hesitant, um, but both of you initially started with hesitancy. What was it that, that, you know, tipped you to try it? Well, at the end of the day, it's a business and, you know, you at the, also, like I said before, going around town, you see price increases everywhere, everywhere you go. So it, like I said, I think people just, kind of expect it now, you know, in today's world. And, 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 and this is a business and we've got to, we got to run it like a business. Yeah. I really think seeing the math on it, um, you know, we were like, Oh, is it worth the headache or is it worth training the staff or is it worth doing one more thing and having our team do one more thing, but having the team break down the numbers for us, we're like, Oh, that's, that's a large amount of money that we are paying for the convenience of our guests to use a credit card. And, we could pass that along, that would really be helpful. Because we all know, I mean, this is a razor thin margin business. So if we can help pass some of those costs along in a small way, that's not going to negatively impact your guest. It's, it's a business. Why would you not? And then you, you mentioned, is it worth, you know, training the staff and just the operational changes? How's that been? I mean, super easy. Uh, yeah, we thought we were going to have to bring everybody in for a meeting or whatever. And uh, we got printouts that we hung up in the back. We sent everybody a group text and said, you know, our taproom manager, I'll train you in on this, but it's going to be 15 seconds of your day and everything will be the same. I think our team was leery. They thought they're going to have to ring in everything differently or somehow do math in their head on this 5% increase or figure it out. And the system just does it all for you. Yeah, so, exactly. Non-issue. Mm -hmm. Was yeah, there, for those of you can add on to her, it's like it's all automated. So, you know, the prices in the system are already already uh, going to put in the credit card price. But if you want to hit cash and you hit cash, it automatically changes it for you. And then you don't have to do any math. You don't have to do anything. It's just all automated. Before before we rolled this program out, one of the things we wanted to do research on was how it might impact tips. Like would staff see less tips because they feel like they're paying extra already for credit or debit card. We had heard from the industry and from other um, POS systems in other industries that surcharging might impact tips because it's seen as another line item at the end, whereas the choice cash credit was the guest choice and they weren't going to penalize their staff, the servers, because they chose to pay with credit or debit. D did you have similar concerns from your staff when you were rolling it out? Like, is this going to impact my tips? And then what is, what's been the result? What is, what do people see afterwards? Everybody was a little bit concerned. I, and, and you do see a little bit of that, but I, I think overall the tips are about the same as what they were. You'll, you'll get a few that if a beer is $6 and 30 cents, instead of tipping maybe a dollar, maybe they would tip that 70 cents or something. Um, but at the same time, you have other people that would tip a dollar 70. 
you know. So it, it kind of equals out. You know, I don't think it's it's gone down uh, anything that we would notice. I think you're completely right, though, Lauren. Like, if it's at a 5% surcharge on their bill, I think people would think that that was going to the servers. So I think that the fact that the price is 630 for a pint, people are still going to do their 20% or still going to leave their dollar, or, you know? So I think that not having it be your standard pricing is your credit card pricing, I think is really helpful. So I think the, the team was nervous about it for sure. But yeah, just like Chris said, we haven't seen uh, too much of an impact on that. Yeah. That's what we've seen in the data as well. If anything tips go up, because you're tipping 20% on a higher, yeah, a higher amount if you added the four or five percent for the the credit transactions. Um, what about overall um, behavior in the tap room? Are more people, are significantly more people choosing to pay with cash, or is it still staying roughly about the same in terms of credit versus cash? Um, you, Chris, I know you mentioned you see a handful of regulars maybe choosing to pay cash, but is it is it a big difference or yeah? Yeah, it's a it's it, I would say it's about the same. It, it might have gone up a little bit because those few people that do uh, remember that it's a discount. So they do make sure to have cash on them when they come in. But it's not an overwhelming amount of people that that come in and they would see that on the menu and still, you know, switch to cash. Most people, they just kind of pay the way they want to pay. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't think we've seen any real. I mean, sometimes people go for their card and then they're like, "No, wait, I get a discount if I pay for cash." And you see them kind of as a couple rummaging through their their wallets mm -hmm. to see if they've got some cash on them, but I mean, I think everybody's going to kind of do whatever's most convenient for them and we really haven't seen any change. Yeah, one thing that was interesting to me is we've most customers are choosing to charge four to five percent more for non-cash transactions, but we've had some add in the actual tax amount. And, and we have you know some municipalities around the country have like eight, nine, ten percent, eleven percent, twelve percent tax sales tax, and even with that high of a delta, you know, ten percent more, it's not changing people's behavior. There's still if you were ninety-five percent credit transactions beforehand, your 95% credit transactions afterwards. So it's definitely what we've seen in the data, but good to hear it's proven out true in your individual tap rooms as well. Um, what, what kind of savings have you experienced uh, with the program and did it, did it work out as you know, you modeled or anticipated in the beginning? Yeah. So, I mean, we definitely, bought in because of it was going to be a couple extra thousand dollars, you know, coming back to us every month, which is amazing. So like I said, we started right before the pandemic and um, we're still digging ourselves out of our pandemic hole of keeping our brewery going um, while we were closed down. So every little bit helps every little bit that we can, you know, keep digging out of that financial hole and pass it on to our staff and make sure that everybody's whole and well taken care of. Uh, yeah, we're just reinvesting and making sure we're, we're still here. Yeah, same here. It's been, uh, it's done exactly what I was hoping it would do. Like I said, I was looking into it for wanting to do it for a long time and it's, it's definitely paid off. You know, that extra little money helps. We're using it at our brewery to go towards a, uh, with this marketing company to do some marketing for our business. And then at the pub, uh, we're just using it to uh, grow and do some reconstruction projects and stuff. So, I'm pretty good. 
Got it. Um, and what about um, how you're communicating it to guests in terms of signage or, uh, Chris, I know you shared a little already, but what, what was your original thinking in terms of how you wanted to communicate it to guests? Um, how did you train your staff to talk about it, if at all? Um, how do you, one of the things we, we, we heard and, you know, our early discussions when we were uh, talking this with you is we think the most important thing is no surprises, right? Because guests, it is fair and reasonable if they understand why you're doing it. Um, if they see it as a surprise, maybe that could be, um, you know, taken poorly. So how did you think about communicating it to your guests, either through signage or uh, your staff bringing it up? How do you all manage that today? What's worked or any advice for the for the community? Yeah, so we have it on our um, we have it on our menus that a 5% cash discount is given at the register. Um, it's our breweries just counter service um, and bar service. You've got to come up to us. So um, it's easy to do at your POS. Um, so we've got it clearly listed on all the menus. Um, and then if anyone, you know, we've had a couple people question it, be like, oh, the prices are, honestly, they just notice it because it's no longer a round number because we never dealt with change. And so they're like, oh, it's 630 instead of six. And we're like, yeah. So we explained to them that it's a 5% uh, you know, for using a card and you get a 5% discount if you use cash. So it's really been very simple signage, a sentence that we have, you know, taped to the back of our POS so that our staff can let people know that there's a 5% cash discount given at the register. And that was it. Really simple. Yeah, same thing. We just put it on the menu. We haven't really done a lot of staff training with it. They, we, most of the customers don't even ask. So there's not a lot of training that needs to to happen um i mean we had a couple come in the other day and the the woman was like saw it and she's like oh she's like we love our cash discounts so i think it's popping up at more places you know that they, they were excited to see another place doing it yeah we um we noticed probably like everybody right this i think started at the gas stations um i don't know how much People know about the history of this, but for for a while it was illegal um, or not illegal. Visa and MasterCard didn't allow it, and they could threaten to shut you down if you offered a cash discount. You know, no surprise, right? They have a, a kind of a large incentive to want you to pay with your credit cards. Um, but now it's illegal for Visa and MasterCard to do that. They can't stop you from doing it. So then we saw gas stations doing it, and you see it more and more frequently. Uh, our processing partner that we work with said 40% of all new merchants they're launching um, are using some form of passing on fees to guests. So it, it definitely has become um, more common for sure. And I see it everywhere. Uh, see it everywhere now. Uh, saw, saw one the other day that I didn't understand. They actually charged you more if you paid cash. <laughs> I guess they were trying to just discourage cash in the, uh, in the tap room completely. It was like almost like a reverse uh, uh, charge. Um, so we had, we had a couple questions come in. looks like it's the same question. So maybe from the same person, do you choose the price differential? Um, we did have it, we have it set up and arrived. So yes, it, it is a choice. We are recommending people do between four and 5% based off of what we've seen, um, in the industry and what, what, but I have seen some people go up as high as their, their tax rate. Um, Curious uh, to hear y'all's thoughts on, you know, 
how you chose, uh, what percentage you wanted to run with, and uh, any any thoughts after seeing it in the wild for a while? Did you did you choose correctly? Do you have other thoughts of changing it later and charging a different amount? Uh, we did five percent, and we're happy with it. It's not a big enough jump that you know nobody's really said anything uh, bad about it. And it, if it's if it's you know if it isn't broke, don't fix it. So it seems to be working. So we're gonna we're gonna stick there. Yeah, we did the five percent as well. Um, just easy easy math, honestly, when we're entering new products in and figuring out merch cash or merch. Uh, real pricing for the credit card pricing. But yeah, it seemed like it was a nice round number. And yeah, like Chris said, nobody said anything. So it's nice to pass that fee that you're being charged as the merchant on to the consumer if they're going to make that choice. Great. And there was another question. Um, I think the same. Uh, can you change? Can you charge a different amount per item? Or does it need to be across the board? And, and we, we did set it up so you can do it per item. Uh, we made it, we wanted to make it simple so you didn't have to change every single price at the individual level if you don't want to. So the way it works within Arrive is you set the percentage delta. It, in, it increases the prices for all your non-card non transactions, whatever percent you chose. So 4%, 5%. But then you can exclude individual items. Uh, so for example, some people don't want to charge two different rates for gift cards. So if someone buys a $20 gift card, just make it 20 bucks. Don't make it $20 and 80 cents or, you know, 21 bucks or, or whatever. Um, other people don't want to charge a different amount for keg deposits. So you can, the tool does it, does all your items and all your prices, but then you can go buy an eyeball it and set it to whatever you want at the item level. You can exclude certain items. Uh, we also did it. So it would round if you wanted to. So if your price was $7 and you went up, you know, 4%, Instead of it saying seven twenty-eight, you could round it to the nearest nickel and make it seven dollars and thirty cents. So, it, both both are available. You can do it across the board if you want to keep it simple, but then you can go through and evaluate each individual item, exclude certain items, or change them however you want. So it's it's totally flexible on how you however you want to do it. Did y'all uh, did y'all exclude certain items? Yeah, we did gift cards and keg deposits. Trying to think, I think we did a venue rental as well. Um, we rent out uh, some different parts of our brewery for private events. And so we did that one as well. Though now whenever people do their private events, I let them know, you know, it's gonna be one large tab and all of a sudden that 5% starts to feel a bit of a pinch. So we do let them know about our cash discount at the contracting phase. Yeah, same thing. Got it. And did y'all remind me, did you round your prices as well, or did you just go kind of the flat rate, whatever the math worked out to be? Yeah, whatever the math worked out to be. That's what we did too. Got it. Some people are using digital menu boards where they, you know, display the prices, and I think they it's more important for them to round it, or they're handing out physical receipts. Some people aren't, so that's that's just a choice and an option. We we just we have it set up uh, so if you were to pay cash, it is a dollar amount. There's no change involved. So it's really easy. If they're doing cash, you're just doing bills. So then on the credit card pricing, if it's not rounded to the nearest nickel, it doesn't really matter. We just go yeah. the exact amount because you're just running the card anyway. 
Yep, exactly. Yeah, our cash prices end up being whole dollars. And then like, the credit card, it doesn't matter if it's a 630. You know, we have no change, but you don't need it since you're swiping a card anyways. Makes complete sense. Um, the follow on question to that is, can you can you round to anything? Um, could you round to the nearest quarter if you want? Yes, you can. You can do it the nickel, dime, quarter, dollar. You can you can round it um, however you want. And again, that'll do everything that way, but then you can go through and individually change any one item as you see fit. All right. Uh, Abigail, Chris, anything else you would add, you know, in terms of your experience with the program or any advice um, to, to others that are considering uh, this? Um, any, any, any learnings or anything else you would add that we haven't already discussed? Yeah, I mean, I guess we were leery and hesitant kind of being where we are in the country. So I would really suggest hop on a call um, with someone from Arrived and have them break it down. They'll have your numbers and they'll literally tell you last month, if you had done this, this is how much money you would have made. And seeing it in actual dollars, I mean, right, this is a business. So it was super helpful. Um, they helped answer all of our questions that our staff had. Um, so we could go back to the team and say, hey, guys, we're considering this. And this is all the answers to your questions. So I'd say hop on a call and it doesn't hurt to learn more, but nobody wants to leave money on the table, right? Yep. And I would just add that just remember that it's it's no it's not hard on, on, on your end at all. It's it's all automated. So it's a it's a no brainer. You you do it and you're going to save money. Yeah, and, and as uh, Abigail mentioned, we can help you estimate what you'll say based off of historicals, and, and usually it's pretty accurate. You know, we had one of our customers just the other day, uh, we estimated they would save you know, a little over three grand a month, um, and then they save, you know, three grand in the first 25 days of launching the program, but it, it definitely depends on how much volume you do. If you're a smaller brewery or don't do a lot of credit card transactions, it's less money. If you're larger, it's more. Um, I thought of one thing I was going to say, but I've kind of escaped me. Um, oh, um, have you had any customers that just don't get it at all? Um, you know, and no. Yeah. We no, haven't had anybody. Nobody freaked out. Nobody says anything. I think they just expect that prices are going to increase and they, nobody's really said anything. Yeah. Yeah. And we, then we had two people who did mention it our first weekend and they were like, Oh, these prices are weird. And our staff explained it and they went, Oh, that makes sense. And then they handed over their credit card. It did not change their behavior at all. They wanted a little bit more info, but they still paid with a card and they've been back. So. Yeah, we had, we've always encouraged people to be ready in case you have one customer that's aggressive. Just, and to me, the honest answer is the right answer is like, look, if you pay with Visa, MasterCard, Amex, I have to pay them a little bit of money. So that's why it's a little bit more. But if you don't, I, you don't pay with that. I don't have to pay anybody more. So it's, that's why it's not anymore if you pay with cash. And I think that some of our customers felt like they did all they could on the price increases and they couldn't really afford to go higher. Uh, that customers wouldn't wouldn't take another price increase or they were concerned about that, whereas this was seen as a choice that was rational and reasonable and fair and, and easy to explain because the honest answer is the right answer. 
but in hindsight, almost everybody we've talked to says nobody says anything. So it's, it hasn't really been a conversation they've needed to have. Um, but it is what we would encourage people to be ready with and just to give their staff and in case you have someone that hasn't seen it. But as, as you've mentioned in our scene and we're seeing as well, it's just become a lot more common everywhere. All right. What are y'all considering anything else in terms of, uh, you know, helping with costs that you haven't mentioned, you know, outside of the dual pricing program and outside of just ongoing negotiations with vendors and accepting bids and looking everywhere you can now compared to uh, maybe in the past, you didn't worry about it as much. Any other advice you have for dealing with rising costs across the board? I'd say just look at everything. Like I said, on my to-do list this week, by the end of the week, I got to get snow quotes. So although it's, you know, 85, 90 degrees in Green Bay, I've got to get my quotes in to make sure that I'm not paying too much on that. So just really look at everything, um, you know, and control what you can control and make sure quality stays high. Yeah, same, same thing. Except for not snow quotes, right? No, no. That's no. not on your to-do list this week? <laughs> I'm jealous. It's a lot of money for having somebody come and plow my parking lot. Yeah, but it's like 106 degrees here. Okay, I'll take my 80 degree in sunny day. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Well, it looks like that's all the questions we had from the group. I really appreciate you all taking the time to share your experience and your insights. It's one of my favorite things about this industry is how willing people are to share openly and help each other. Uh, so thanks for taking the time. We sure appreciate it. And great seeing you both. And thanks for everyone else that tuned in. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening and being an important part of our community. Please hit the subscribe button to stay on top of more sessions that can help you grow as a craft beer professional. And join us for more conversations in our community on Facebook. We appreciate you. Cheers.